This is the Washington Indivisible Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cox. In response to the threat posed by extreme right-wing groups like Moms for Liberty to our public schools, we continue our coverage of critical school board races across the state. This week, we are joined by three individuals who are running for election in and around Kitsap. Breezy Mitchell is a challenger running for a seat with the Central Kitsap School District. Hi, Breezy. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Terry Schumacher is running for an open seat on the North Kitsap School Board. Hello to you. Hi, thank you for having me on tonight. We're so happy to have you here. And Karen Bolton is running for re-election to the Bremerton School District. Karen, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, we appreciate you finding the time. We know that you are busy right now. You're out in Spokane dealing with school board business. Uh, so thank you uh, for, for attending to that. And uh, we're, we're happy to have you on here. I, I want to start with you. Uh, you were first elected to the board in 2019. You received your doctorate of education in organizational leadership from Brandman University. You served as a decorated enlisted petty officer in the U.S. Navy. My producer, after uh, reading my intro, said, well, we sh- that's reason to elect you, uh, reelect you right there. Uh, your district, the Brandman Bremerton School District serves 4,500 students across 11 campuses. So, you know, just tell us a little bit more about yourself and and some of your core values on education. So a little bit about myself. Um, My name is Karen Bolton. I live in Bremerton, Washington. I first came to Washington when I was uh, stationed in the Navy in 1995. And I'll never forget driving up from California. And I've been been a lot of places around the world, from, from Greece to Diego Garcia in the middle of the Indian Ocean. But when I came across Narrows Bridge, and I was like, oh, man, I'm home. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I knew this was going to be it for me. And so, um, but Bremerton wasn't that great of a town. And so, but I knew there was potential and there was things and changes that were being made uh, to improve the, the town and things that they were doing. And, and I wanted to be a part of that. And so I have really committed myself to being um, not, not an organizer, but just being a supporter of uh, local things that are happening in all Bremerton. I, I like to talk to local legislatures and stuff. And my core values have always been the same since I was 19 when I joined the Navy, which are three things, honor, um, courage, and commitment. And so um, I always tell people being on a Bremerton school board was not number one on my list, but when someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, we need you and we need your voice, I said, absolutely, and I did that. Um, you know, when you uh, were running in 2019, you were quoted as saying, I am the best candidate because I come with a different lens. What if you talk about diversity and representation and why that really matters on a school board? Well, it matters on the school board for a couple of reasons. So first of all, I probably didn't tell most people, but I was a high school dropout. I dropped out December 2nd of my senior year, got my GED a month later and just kind of languished and didn't really have any focus or direction, which is why I joined the Navy that July. Um, so it, it's important to have a diverse perspective on the board. And so you want to have different people from different backgrounds, from different avenues who are there to speak to a lot of things that they know. Um, you also, for me, um, being a woman of color, uh, in this community, you know, sometimes people look upon you as a role model and, you know, representation matters. And we don't have a lot of we don't a lot of diversity in our school board in Bremerton, and so that was why it was important for me to be there. Um, and I also look at having the community's trust. And so I'm one who um, this is a nonpartisan position. 
but and it's important for me to listen to other people with other perspectives and other and different viewpoints. Um, and I've always done that my entire life. Um, and so really diversity and uh, representation of school board is essential because they lead to inclusive uh, and equitable and effective educational policies. Inclusive and equitable education policies, you know, and, and you're talking about representation, uh, certainly. One of the things that I think you really bring to the table is inspiration. I mean, your, your story is incredibly inspirational. Um, you know, you were not on the board in 2015 when the school decided to not renew the contract of Coach Joe Kennedy. This, of course, is the football coach uh, whose case made national news about uh, public prayer, uh, made it to the Supreme Court. Uh, but I wonder, you know, you're touching on this a little bit in your answer, your previous answer, but I wonder you could talk a little bit about how you see that case reflecting the politics of, of your school district? Well, you know, all I can say is this, is that being a school board director means you don't bring politics into the job. And so while I was not on the board, school board, um, during that time frame, we do have some policies that help in, in, and work on the inclusivity of our students. And so um, I just want to make sure that we remain focused on our, our students. Uh, and that's what we do. So it doesn't matter what Supreme Court decision, what other people do. It, what matters is about our kids. And so I was at that first football game of the, of the year where we, we brought in, there was a, a, a football team from Canada. We won that game. Um, and the community came out in force. It was a lot of fun just, just to see that. And so, you know, I, politics aside, it's all about the kids. We do know that there is the risk of right-wing extremism to our school boards right now. So I'll just ask you about your take on that and, and what you feel is at stake in this year's election. Well, right-wing extremism is a threat to democracy. And, you know, which is why the, the beauty of being a school board director is that it's nonpartisan. Our kids need us to be nonpartisan and leave partisan politics outside of being the school board director. Um, I, we want to make sure that we have an environment where our students can thrive and survive and so that they can good, lay a good foundation from kindergarten, pre-K, all the way up through the time they graduate. So, um, you know, we are fighting this. I don't think that people really fully understand the attack that a lot of school board members are, are under across the nation, um, which is very disturbing for me. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, what are you seeing on your front uh, in, in terms of uh, pushback pressure from these groups? Well, I mean, you know, they're talking, you, when you're looking at a lot of these groups, they're talking about things that aren't true. Um, you know, so for example, if you go to my website, electkarenbolton.com, um, you'll see on my webpage, um, a document, a PDF that outlines the Parents' Bill of Rights. Because parents, one of the notions is from one of these extreme um, groups is that parents' rights are being infringed upon. Right. Well, that's not exactly the case. Your Their rights are not being infringed upon. If anything, it's, um, it's a very lengthy document. Um, and so fighting these extremism, how I like to do it is with education and to point and direct people to what the correct policy is. And so it's almost, I want to say it's like swatting flies. You know, even though you swat one and you may have gotten rid of that fly, there's always going to be another one behind it and another one and another one. So all I could do is, for me, is to um, keep a steady course. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a sailor, so 
you know, I, I stay uh, true to who I am, my true north, and I make sure that everything I do is for our students and for our teachers and the educators and our administrators who really need a lot of support. Thank you for bringing up, by the way, the Parents' Bill of Rights that was uh, put together by uh, Senator Lisa Wellman. I very much encourage folks to go and, and check that out. Uh, I think it's uh, an important document, particularly right now, as you say. So how can people help your campaign? Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to tell you, this is very hard for me to ask. I'm not a politician. I'm also um, not a I'm not a community organizer. I'm not one that I, I'm just I'm just a retired sailor. I am an educator at heart. So but I do need people to to donate to my campaign because I, I need to buy signs. I there's a lot of things I have to do. Um, and so I do need money to run my campaign. I also need to swap those flies and have people not only go to my website, electkarenbolton.com, but I need you to go to my opponents because it can't just be about what Karen says and what, you know, oh, well, we're just going to go with Karen. No, I want you to see what the other opponent is saying because that's very important. So every voter should make an informed decision and look at both candidates and look at my record and what I've done. And you can look at my opponents as well. Great words. Karen Bolton, thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate you. Take care. I have to sign off because I have school board business to get back to. So thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. I, very, I really appreciate it. We turn next to Breezy Mitchell, who is running in the Central Kitsap School District, which includes Silverdale and parts of Bremerton, serves just over 11,000 students. Uh, Breezy, welcome. I, I have to start by asking about your name. I, I figure this is a this is a nickname. Can you what, what can you tell us about it? Yes, um, my real name is Brittany Brianne, and my parents have always called me Breezy. I actually had to go to my high school and make sure that my diploma actually had my legal name on it. <laughs> and does it? Does it actually have your legal name? Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I went by Brittany for like two years of my life when I worked at Costco as a young adult, and then everything else has always been Breezy, so... I like it. Yeah, it just didn't it didn't fit. You you feel like a breezy. Yeah. Well, all right. So, well, so tell us a little bit more about yourself and why you're running for school board. All right. Um, I'm running for school board because I have three children. I have a high schooler, a middle schooler, and a third grader. So it makes me really dedicated to the success of our school district. Um, I was actually born in South Korea, and I'm adopted. I've lived in Kitsap County almost all my life. I was primarily raised by a single mom. And, you know, sometimes times were tough. I saw the power of education because she went back to school and um, was able to get a good job. And so I have a lot of empathy for students who face marginalization in school and for kids who have reduced circumstances. I went on and I went and became a registered nurse. I was certified and I worked in the intensive care unit and I was on the rapid response team in the hospital. And then in about 2014, my father-in-law unexpectedly passed away. And so my husband, who is a union um, firefighter, we both put our jobs on hold to go back to the business. And we ended up purchasing the business and we still run it today. Um, we have about 30 employees now. So my background as a nurse and a business owner has given me a lot of experiences that I think will serve me well for sitting on a school board. I have an understanding of writing policy and procedures that affect many people that have to follow federal, state, and local laws. Um, and in my career and volunteer work, I've been exposed to um, extensive budgetary work. 
Well, I'll ask you about a couple of specifics because, you know, board members, uh, among the things that they do are setting educational policies and standards and approving instructional materials and textbooks. And so, you know, with that in mind and, and talking about your background as well, tell us a little bit about how, you know, your philosophy on education would guide your decisions here as a board member. Yeah, I think public schools are really for everyone um, and all children deserve access to a quality education. And so I feel like my vision for the Central Kitsap School District would really be a safe and inclusive school community where all the students can succeed academically and thrive. I really think that all students need to feel safe, be fed, feel welcome and included to be ready to learn. And on top of that, from being a business owner, I feel like our educators and staff also need to be supported and valued so they can teach effectively. They're the professionals. Um, at first, when I was running for school board, I thought, well, I'm not a teacher. I'm not an educator. I don't know if this is going to be a good fit for me. But the more I read about school boards, you know, school boards are there to support the, the educators because they have the knowledge and they know what they're doing. And so we need to trust them and support them as well, because if we invest in our educators, it's just in another investment in our students, which in turn into our community. So I just hope I can make, um, take all my background and every decision I make will be in the best interests of the students. Well, you know, we've talked about, and we were just speaking with uh, Karen Bolton about this, the threat posed by people affiliated with groups like Moms for Liberty. Um, and this includes, you know, uh, issues, uh, you know, related to materials, uh, learning materials, textbooks, things like that. What if you could talk a little bit about how you see this particular threat and about what you feel is at stake in this year's election? Yeah, I think these extremist organizations really threaten the treatment of our LGBTQ plus and students of color. Um, they threaten the ability for our children to receive an accurate education. Um, they limit the access to social emotional learning and mental health services, which both have been proven to increase safety in our schools. Um, so I think that the district, like Karen said, the district welcomes active engagement of parents. They want you to come in and volunteer. There's no barriers to that. Um, and I think the pandemic was really traumatic for a lot of people and it just really magnified inequities and shortcomings. And I think we really need to focus on creating and maintaining a safe environment where all children feel welcome. And we need to focus on the learning and behavioral loss from the pandemic, too. It's just not going to go away on its own. We're going to have to work hard to fix yeah. that. Yeah. I, I'm going to ask you to extrapolate a little bit in the same way that I did for Karen. In terms of the political climate in Kitsap, mm -hmm. uh, do you see it as being reflective of the sorts of things that we know are happening across the state in other, uh, across the state and other districts to our education? I do. Um, you know, the extremist groups, they come to the board meetings. They try to get books pulled from the library. Um, in June, there were many people who showed up at the board meeting that were upset against Pride Month being just acknowledged in schools, not even celebrated, just acknowledged. Um, but also, you know, there was a slew of people who came in support of diversity, equity, and inclusion for the students. So it gives me hope that um, more that there's a it's a it's a small minority that's loud, right? And I'm hoping that's the truth, really. Mm. But I do believe public education is at risk on a national level. And so we need to do whatever we can to protect it because quality 
public education is so vital to our communities. I think all children deserve and should receive a comprehensive, truthful education that engages them to be critical thinkers so they can grow up and be participants in our democracy. You are stepping up in the most uh, effective way that you can. You know, this is something that, that the indivisible credo has been uh, virtually since its founding is that the, the thing that you can do mo- that's most effective often is to run for office. So you're doing that. So thank you. How can people help your campaign? Um, yeah. So Postcards for Washington is supporting my campaign. So volunteers can visit their website. It's postcards, the number four, wa.org. And you can request um, addresses for postcard writing. Handwritten postcards have been proven to get people out there to vote in these elections, especially this year, you know, in Central Kitsap, it's just school board members on the on the ballot. So I know a lot of people don't think it's important, but it's so important that we get out there. So just share with all your family and friends, go vote. Um, people can visit my website. It's electbreezymitchell.com. They can support me there, find me on Facebook um, and sign up to volunteer. Excellent. And I will say it's it's Breezy, uh, the B-R-E-E-Z-Y and Mitchell with two L's. Um, yeah. Well, well, thank you for all that. And again, thank you for uh, for, for stepping up. We, we really appreciate you. And I will also just say that, you know, we know the folks at uh, Postcards for Washington and absolutely vouch for their work. So outstanding there. Uh, Breezy Mitchell, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we will turn last to Terry Schumacher, who is running for an open seat with the North Kitsap School District that encompasses cities including Paulsbo and Kingston and one of my favorite little towns, Port Gamble. Uh, so, Terry, hello. Uh, welcome to you. Tell us a little bit about your background and why you've chosen to run for school board. Uh, thank you. I I came to Paulsbo um, when I fell in love with a sailor. I've been here since. I'm sensing 19- a theme here with the, with today's show. There's a nautical theme for sure. Yeah. Exactly. That's our area for sure. I came in 1995. Uh, we built a salon in 98, uh, opened in 99. We bought a house and started having kids. My husband retired from the military after 21 years. Uh, I've uh, been a volunteer in the school, in the classrooms with PTA and various roles from everything from hanging artwork to helping with the auctions. And I really love being in the schools. I, I really love helping. I think if you want something to be great, you got to roll up your sleeves and you got to get in there. And every little thing that you do in the school helps the teachers and the staff so much. You know, I've, I can definitely say that some of my work in the schools, as little as what it has been on a day-to-day basis, it can give that teacher a chance to sit down and have lunch because I helped her organize her papers. So, um, yeah, that's why I decided to run is it was open four years ago. I actually threw my hat in the rink four years ago and withdrew because I thought Nancy Moffat, uh, who was a current seat holder, was more qualified. And I backed her and helped her get elected. And then um, when she wasn't seeking the office anymore, I decided to run. You want something to be great, got to roll up your sleeves. Absolutely right. Um, so, you know, you, you, you're touching on this uh, already, but, you know, you, you're a small business owner. You own a salon. You're a parent. You're a PTA uh, member. You, you do quite a bit, uh, I think. And I, I just wonder if you could talk about how these things inform your approach to public education. I don't want to say that a school is a business, but it does have a fiscal responsibility and being a business owner and a competitive business, I know how to keep it in the black. Uh, I know how to uh, read the financials uh, and help to make sure that you know we ran the ship correctly. 
um, at a, as a salon owner, I mean, I'm a stylist really as much as I'm a salon owner. And I get to hear the stories of our teachers, of our, of our parents, of every, I've got a, I've got a, a client that's a staff member uh, in every facet of the school. And so I get to form up relationships with them. I've been hearing what's been working for them and what the challenges are. You know, as a parent, I see exactly what our kids are dealing with uh, the bullying, the harassment. I see the emails that our school sends out. I know how challenging it is when the classes are too full. Uh, I'm on I'm on the consumer end of, of schools as well. And then as a PTA member, I know what like what I had said before that you know if you get involved in the school, if you volunteer in the classroom, you can make such an impact to how. Uh, efficient the day runs and take some of the burden off from the staff. You referenced bullying, and it's my understanding that the North Kitsap School Board has not been particularly responsive to the community on issues like bullying, REI. They're also, uh, to, to my knowledge, not very responsive to people who are attending meetings. So talk a little bit about that issue and how you would want to address it. Well, I've been in the district for 15 years, and at times we've had communication with our leadership that's been casual and warm and friendly. I've taught my board members at the gym and had conversations with them about school. I've had conversations at the grocery store. I was always able to write them and get a response back from the individual board members. Uh, Lately, our boards, well, our meetings aren't recorded anymore. I think that that's a problem for people who can't make a five o'clock meeting uh, to watch it and to be properly informed. The way that our board is currently set up is that you have three minutes to talk to a board if if you can get to the board meeting ahead of time and get signed up between 425 and 455, you have three minutes to address the board as a panel. And they state right there that they're not going to respond. They have a neutral response. At the end, they don't assign a person to the, the, the speaker so that they can see follow-up to this. I I really, you know, again, back to 15 years ago, we had the availability of the superintendent to come out to your home. If you could gather five board members and if you could, um, he would come out to your home and he would bring a board member with him as well. If you could bring five parents with you, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, five parents, (laughs) five board member and the superintendent out to your home for a casual conversation. And we had board members who had coffees chats regularly scheduled throughout town where every well, it altered through the towns that people could come and have a conversation because if you're forced to talk to the board public speaking isn't for everyone you know standing in front of that podium sure. knowing that you're going to be recorded and you only get three minutes and the board stares at you i like to say blank face you know mm. it's our position that not a lot of people feel comfortable. So I want to bring it back again where we're interfacing with the public. We have committees. We bring our stakeholders in uh, and get back to some of those um, warm and friendly conversations that we've had. Warm and friendly conversations, a little bit more of a personal touch, more one-on-one, uh, and accommodating uh, people's time schedules, it sounds like, as well. Um, you know, you say that uh, your district has become uh, polarized by political beliefs in your campaign materials. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's unlikely that politics are going to cease to be an issue anytime soon. So how do you best take a stand against the influence of uh, extreme right-wing ideology in our schools? 
Well, I think the first step is to acknowledge that it exists. Uh, when I've gone out and talked with families, they're like, I don't want to see what's happened in Florida and here. And it's like, well, it is it is happening here. It is uh, in our back door. We can see some very conservative groups that have endorsed candidates. In fact, there's one that's, you know, I think got a, a candidate in every school board race in uh, North uh, in Kitsap County. Uh, I also think that you need to have strong leadership. You need to make sure that you take a firm stand and they can't get a foot in the door so that a small minority of people set with with a national agenda, set the policies of our local school districts that, you know, when my first league of women voters forum, they asked about ban books and I was in a race with five people and I was the only one to say, we're not going to ban books. Everybody was very soft on how, well, we want to make sure they're age appropriate. And it's a slippery slope that, you know, you're in Dayton and they're talking about closing a library and you're in Lewis County and they're talking about putting books on rating systems. And as Breezy had said, there's uh, that influence at her board meetings as well. So we really need to have strong leadership that uh, can stand up and say, this is what we stand for and what we're allowing. Um, you being the only one to push back on book bans uh, might have just earned a lot of listeners uh, votes. Uh, so how can people help your campaign? First thing that I would like for, for help is for people to be enthused about our race. I mean, I know that, like we've been saying, there's a, a small minority that's very vocal, but every race in my district has a good candidate in it. And so if we can talk to our neighbors, we only had 28% of Kitsap County came out for the vote. It's a lot of people that just sat this one out and we cannot, you know, everybody's got about a circle of influence, about 40 to 50 people. And if you can make school board races and the candidates that you support part of your daily conversation, that would go the furthest way to earn people's votes and get them out to the polls. Uh, you can check out my website. It's uh, schumacherforschools.com. And I know that's a tricky one to say on the air, <laughs> but um, if you can follow the link to my Facebook. If you can like my post, share my post. I, I post a lot about school issues uh, on that as well. Uh, but really, um, in the future, like right now, we're canvassing. So people who like to knock on doors, it's a fun, fun day. I know it sounds scary, but like one to four every Sunday, we're knocking on doors. As the campaign progresses, we'll be making phone calls and we'll be sending out texts. So if either one of those sound like something that's fun or hosting a coffee chat and I can come out and talk to their friends, uh, I would love to do that. So that's the best way to help me. And even if you don't have a voter that's in North Kitsap, as what we've heard from Bremerton School District and North, um, sorry, Central Kitsap, you know voters in other districts as well that needs to be just as concerned about voting in this election. Terry, you are welcome to come back anytime and uh, talk about the importance of canvassing and getting involved. You're very inspirational. Uh, so, so thank you for that. And I will just spell your last name for, for listeners. It's S-C-H-U-M-A-C-H-E-R. Terry Schumacher, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Big thanks this week to Kathy Wallace and Susan Brooks-Young for helping us pull this show together. And of course, you'll find links to everything we talked about in the show notes. And that'll do it for this week. The executive producer of the show is Kat Pipkin. If you'd like to see a video version of this podcast, head to facebook.com slash indivisiblepodcast. The email address for the show is indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to Lori Kowal. And as always, my thanks to you for listening. I'm Stephen Cox, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.